Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the cult. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Okay, let me, let me just <laughs> Hold on. take hey, a hey, breath. Hey, hey. Take it's a breath. To everybody, take a breath. <sighs> Collective breath. Hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the cult classic podcast. Cameron Jones it. here, always with Mark Nussel. Jordan Jones. Oh, shit. Jordan's on one tonight. I'm on one tonight. I had, a, I had coffee today, which I normally don't do, but, I well, I, I digress. Uh, for first-time listeners, Cold Classics Podcast. We are not experts. We are not critics. We're just uh, three friends that like watching movies and talking about them. Sometimes it's listener requests. Sometimes it's something we want to watch. You know what? Sometimes it's something we don't want to watch, but we're going to talk about it. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> we're talking about the 1996 flick, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. It's like kind of like a 60s parody of an old science fiction movie where Martians come and invade Earth. It was the time in Tim Burton's career where no one could say or did say no. Mars Attacks. Based off a 60s Topps chewing gum uh, trading card series. Earth is invaded by Martians with unbeatable weapons and a cruel sense of humor. This is a movie that has a very big A-list star-studded cast. It's one of the earlier ones that I can remember in my lifetime, now that it was the first one to do it. But it was a big 90s one for me, for sure. This is a transition. You've got up-and-comers who are about to be famous. you got people on the way out, people in the middle, but it's deep. A deep, deep roster. Starring Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Annette Bening, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox, Tom Jones, Lucas Haas, Natalie Portman, Jim Brown, uh, Sneaky Jack Black, Sneaky Ray J. After a fleet of Martian spacecraft surrounds the world, humanity waits to see what the visitors have in store. Mars Attacks. Uh, is this a cult classic? Uh, maybe actually it's Tim Burton. He has a fan following himself and it's not like one of his favorite movies, but it is like a nineties nostalgic movie for me. So I kind of gun to my head. I'm putting a thumbs up for cult classics. I think, yeah, I think it might be. So this is going to be weird. A blueprint says cult classic, but in reality, I think it's just a cult movie that not a lot of people have seen. It may have a cult following, but I mean, I, I feel I like know, it, it had a big release when we were younger. Every, I feel like everybody saw it because it does have that A-list well, cast. Here's, here's the thing. It actually got snubbed on the release because Independence Day was earlier that summer. And mm. so people thought it was just like a parody movie of that movie, even though it was sort of supposed to be kind of this deadpan, uh, kind of dark-humored uh, alien movie. I always wondered, because I remember this coming out in real time when we were kids, and they it seemed like it's Deep Impact versus Armageddon volcano versus whatever you know like they came Olympus out of the same time fallen. <laughs> yeah emperor's new groove versus uh what's your guys's oh, okay. um what? madagascar not a madagascar uh, no, no i said el dorado el dorado yeah this this exactly it does seem like these were pitted against each other and this happens when two movies with similar plots and themes happen but they're completely obviously demogra- different demographic one was this blockbuster movie and this is obviously not a parody, but a, an homage to the monster film. It's almost like they wanted to make their own B-movie, and Tim Burton could at the time. You know what, though? I will say one thing in favor of this being more of a cult classic. Anytime I do mention this movie to people, they always go, oh, yeah. yeah. Even if they kind of forgot about it, they're like, oh, yeah, that movie's kind of fun and cute. It's like it's it's another one of those easy watches. It's not anything too doesn't artsy to be a cult classic. doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd say Especially because it's, it, like, it's not a great movie. No. It's just an enjoyable watch. Um, but because it's genre, because it's monster, because it's Tim Burton, it feels like it may have a cult classic following. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's more just a forgotten gem than an actual cult, like a real hardcore cult classic. I mean, I, f- I feel like you know, we can all land on a maybe. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah, maybe. Should we move on to uh, casting crew? Sure.
Okay, cast and crew. Let's start with the director. When I was watching this um, today, I thought it was the first Tim Burton movie we had done, but we had just done Sleepy Hollow. So, ah, Sleepy second Hollow. one. It's number two. Yeah, number two. I can um, see it's so getting around to someone else. We'll probably do Edward Scissorhands eventually. We'll definitely do Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have to do Beetlejuice. Uh, directed by Tim Burton. Music by Danny Elfman. That's just kind of like peanut butter and jelly there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I do have to say it's one thing right there, though. Cause this, I was going to save that for Unverified. But this was actually the first time that him and Danny Elfman were getting back together after a falling out on a movie previous. Uh, I'll get to that on Unverified. But funny that you mentioned that. This was a reconciliation movie for them. Oh, my God. I'm at the edge of my seat. I know. And actually, um, it didn't seem too Danny Elfman-y, if that, yeah, if that it, it makes didn't. sense, right? Well, it had well, just, had, it's whimsical points, but... Well, they had a lot of, like, like spacey kind of 60s noises. It was going for, like, motifs of, like, different kind of genres. So, like, that's, I feel like that's that's some. They have their own motifs, but there definitely are moments in between when you're like, there it is. Yeah. There's the Elfman. Yeah. Yeah. Little, Elfman used a lot there. of, like, these, like, high, like, uh, soprano ahs, like, ah. Very whimsical Oz. Could practically be Beetlejuice, at, but it's it's like any. Uh, it almost sounds polka where it gets like bum 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 bum. Yeah, that's very that's Danny Elfman. Creates that's some energy the there. Elfman parts I noticed. All right, on to cast. We have Jack Nicholson uh, plays the president, and I like this. Also plays uh, Art Land. Just some this kind of um, uh, how would you describe this guy? The real estate baller, dirty mogul. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I like it any movie. I like it any movie when you get a bit of double casting going on. I'll admit this: since I saw this movie when I was around ten years old, it wasn't until the end credits <laughs> that you were like, Whoa. when I realized that that's Jack Nichols Nicholson too. Well, funny enough, wh- you're about what? to say Nicholas, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, it's a t- tough one. There was like a moment where he takes off his hat and hair, and that's a moment where I, I was watching it this time. Where I was like, oh, well, if anyone didn't know that was him, like that's a pretty big giveaway. I mean, I was 10. I barely, I probably barely knew who he was. He's like, I mean, he plays the Joker as well. You know, as a yeah. kid. Glenn Close plays the first lady, Marsha. I remember her as a kid from 101 Dalmatians. And yeah, like early Air Force kid. That was- She's the vice president. Uh, Air Force, yeah, I was about to say, you kind of just nailed my two big ones as a kid. That's like the biggest thing on my radar. I mean, I obviously, obviously she's it going close. It seems like so. she's probably played the first lady a few times. This was a surprising one, and we I definitely remember bringing this up in Hook. She's in fucking Hook. She's very yep. briefly, yeah, actually. Funny enough, she has made it on the podcast before. Not the boombox. Uh, go, go back and see our episode of Hook, but she, she was the pirate locked in the boo box randomly. Annette Benning plays uh, Barbara Land. She's kind of a burnout hippie desert person okay yeah this is the one that surprised me the most um i want I, I hadn't seen it for years but it seems very against type for her hmm. this, kind of, this yeah. character she's i don't really like but what, i liked her in it what is she in i don't really her her biggest role mm-hmm. that i can think of is american beauty she plays the wife uh pierce brosnan plays professor don kessler obviously he's my james bond i don't know about you guys but it's my James Bond uh, right there. He's my gener- He's my child to James Bond, but I do like Daniel Craig's version quite a bit. I think I'm Daniel Craig after before him. This is obviously the height of his career, and this is a role where, hey guys, I'm more than just James Bond, and everybody's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Have you seen Mamma Mia? Yeah, I think that proves we're at this point. Um, <laughs> I think I have the first hey, one. Now that's coming from someone who kind of likes both Mamma Mias. <laughs> hey, uh, Danny DeVito plays the. He's literally just named Rude Gambler. Perfect role for him. Uh, Martin Short plays the press secretary, Jerry Ross. Uh, sneaky favorite of mine, Inner Space. Jungle to Jungle. I still got to go Three Amigos. Oh, yeah, Three Amigos. Actually, that probably takes a, takes a kick. Well, hold on, Cameron. He's He plays Hubie in uh, The Pebble and the Penguin, so don't... don't yeah, get... <laughs> you'd be surprised how much that means the shit, shit to me. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker plays uh, Natalie... She's like a talk show host, uh, Sex of the City, obviously. Hocus Pocus. She's one of those sneaky people that had, I believe, been acting well, she, for years before she popped. Yeah, well, yeah, she was a child. She She's was a child. So much child stuff actress. in the 80s. Yeah, I know, but I don't think she was famous until Sex and the City. Definitely not a household name. She's in a lot of movies like this. Uh, Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Michael J. Fox plays uh, Jason Stone. He's also kind of, he's like a news reporter, GNN. Um, obviously, Back mm-hmm. to the Future, Teen Wolf. During this time, he was on the show Spin City. True. This could be this could be a wild unverified, but this is the last movie he was like physically in as of 2019. That is true. That's probably not a surprise because I think around the time he was in this and on Spin City, he stopped acting because his Parkinson's got too bad. Right. Or started getting worse. Uh, Ron Steger plays General Decker. 
He's in Shiloh. I'd seen that movie before. It's a little dog movie. Sad. Real sad. Doesn't he play as general and someone else? He seems like the 90s general to me. Tom Jones. It's not unusual. Plays Tom Jones. This is in my notes. Shout out to mine and Cameron's grandma, Hun, who was a big Tom Jones fan. True. Well, what are the two big ones? There's a... She's a lady. Whoa. whoa, yeah, that's, whoa I know three. What's new, pussycat? He, doesn't he have one who's like... And I don't something something anymore. The way you're singing it sounds like maybe. Yeah, it sounds like Tom Jones. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I would put Tom Jones not quite in the category of, even though he is a Vegas lounge singer, I wouldn't put him in Wayne Newton's or Barry Manilow's. I'd put him more in almost Neil Diamond-y. Nah, Neil Diamond's got better hits. I I apologize. Fun cameo, though. Yeah. You almost can't call it a cameo. He's in that thing for a long time. I mean, it's he's, true. It's a fun little role. Yeah, it's a good role. Uh, Lucas Haas plays Richie Norris, essentially the hero of that saves the day in the movie. He's in a he's bunch the pin. of stuff. He's, he's the pin in Brick. He's in Inception. The Revenant, Natalie Portman, plays the president's daughter. Black Swan, Your Highness, no strange. Star Wars. Garden State. Uh, Sylvia Sidney plays the grandma, the elderly grandma. She's in Beetlejuice as well. Tim Burton Beetlejuice. Uh, Jack Black plays the brother of Richie. Billy Glenn Norris goes to the army. We love Jack Black on this podcast. No, it's fun to go back to movies like this and see somebody who hasn't broke yet, and it's one of their first roles. You're like, oh, awesome. Oh, shit. Yeah, Jim Brown uh, plays Byron Williams. This guy, let's talk about Jim Brown for a sec. Jim Brown is not only the best running back of all time, but maybe the best football player in NFL history. Fullback, even better. Because we don't have fullbacks anymore. Um, he retired uh, after 10 years to become a movie star, and he did just that. He's in one of my favorite classic movies, uh, The Dirty Dozen. Love it. Check it out. Recommend it. And as far as football players who tried to turn actors, I at least know out of the two off the top of my head, he didn't kill anyone that I know of. Yeah, I definitely was going to recast OJ, but I didn't want to, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, so respect what do I have here? Uh, Never missed an NFL game in his career due to an injury. That's fun. Hmm. That's crazy. Uh, only man to be inducted during his lifetime into three sports Hall of Fames, pro football, college football, and lacrosse. And lacrosse. And also posed for a nude centerfold in September 1974 issue of Playgirl magazine. So he nice. did it all. I'm glad you said Triple it. threat. Um, yeah, he did it all. And uh, still alive, still kicking. Very big activist. Absolutely the shit. Yeah. Uh, Pam Greer, she was uh, big in uh, black exploitation movies. She played Foxy Brown. And oh, is she the, the, the mom, the bus driver? She, uh, yeah, she's a bus driver. Okay. But the reason we stepped on Jim Brown is everybody knows who Jack Nicholson is, but there's only two icons in this movie, and it's Jim Brown and Jack Nicholson. Jim Brown's an absolute icon. Uh, Should we move on to Unverified? Unverified. Uh, just to circle back to uh, the Unverified earlier, so Tim Burton and Danny Elfman reunited on this film after not working together on Ed Wood uh, in 1994, and that was because of apparently creative differences they had during Nightmare Before Christmas in 93. And I'm guessing because that one is so musical, I mean... Which one Wood- of them didn't like This Is Halloween? Uh, I'm just guessing just the, the, I mean, we were going from just like, just score writing to actual like lyrical score writing. No, I'm sure there's a, I'm guessing something in there really irked somebody. God damn it, Tim. The line is Christmas toe. We'll never know. (laughs) But, but if you are unaware, uh, Tim Burton and Danny Elfman do have a long history of working together for a lot of their movies. Martian girl never blinks. Is that only to her? Do any of the Martians blink or is it just her? I don't think so, but I think that was just a way for them to show like that it was a Martian. But I don't think anybody was confused. Even me as a kid knew that that was a Martian. Terrifying. Uh, another weird, well, fun fact about that is uh, the actress had to be sewn into the suit, uh, into the dress each time because they wanted it to be seamless and odd looking. I have to pee a lot. I'm going to warn you guys. So get the needles going. Uh, the writers weren't sure what the Martians were going to sound like, but in the script, it had just ack, ack, ack in it, and it just ended up staying all the way to the final that they just go, ack, 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 ack. I like it. It's kind of funny. I like when little things like that, like it was just in the script, no one had a better idea, and it went all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. It plays. Uh, the movie set in the 1990s, but the U.S. Army's uniforms are 
and equipment date from the 1950s um, to pay homage to the monster type of movie when it was big in the 50s and 60s. It's still even noticeable the way they show Vegas. Now, that's old Vegas now, but even in the 90s, I think there would have been bigger... They show the old strip still, Mm -hmm. which has a more retro feel for sure. Uh, this is kind of funny, but the reason that the skeletons are red and green is because it, I don't, I can't remember when the actual release is, but it was at least originally scheduled to be a Christmas release. So he wanted to at least have something festive kind of to fit in with the holiday. Really? Uh, I definitely know that this was supposed to be a gorier movie and that like they just kind of went to those red and green bones instead of like the, the rays were going to do multiple things. They were going to like melt people. They're going to cut holes through people. They're going to shrink things and they're going to be a multiple, but it was going to, like Mark was saying, it was going to be much, much gorier outcome uh jack nicholson accepted the role without even reading the script since he liked working with tim burton on batman so much so that's kind of a wild card move uh but because that jack nicholson took the role it actually attracted a lot more actors i think they're having trouble with casting beforehand um but once uh nicholson joined glenn close pierce brosnan devito Michael J. Fox, they all kind of followed suit. He gave it credibility, and then they all saw the movie, and they're like, oh, (laughs) that's what we made. (laughs) Uh, We were talking about this earlier, but uh, Tim Burton originally wanted to make this stop motion. uh, But, I mean, initially, one, it was going to, I think Jordan even nailed the price, was going to be like $100 million over their allotted budget. But also, the uh, company that he went usually goes with was already in production for James and the Giant Peach, so that they were just too busy anyway. But apparently Tim Burton still wanted it to have like a, at least a little bit of a stop motion feel. So he he made uh, the animators purposely make it look a little cheap and fake, he said, to give it. And he also wanted to take away the Martian's motion blur to give it more of a herky-jerky stop motion effect. So we do have some comments, I think, later about the effects not living up to Tim our Tim Burton standards. And, but that might be some of the reasons why. Even though the Martians have sort of... An iconic alien look. They, he made them unique with the faces and a little scary, but a little comical. Well, so I'm glad that he used. He based the appearance ahead. off of this like tops trading card series. Uh, I have one more just little interesting thing. We're already kind of just complaining that we're well, not complaining, but this is obviously a huge cast. But uh, the original script had 60 characters. We're missing out on a suburban housewife, a soldier, televangelist, college students, professor, uh, and doctor, nurse's fiance, and yeah, survivalists. Geez, I mean, they already kind of had that. Like yeah. college student, like army guy was just Jack Black. I mean, they had a lot of characters. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. This did have a million facts, and I stopped reading halfway through as well. So if there's anything interesting out there, as always, just write us on the movie posters on social media and let us know what we missed. Let's move on to... This was kind of a, just a silly, easy starter, but just whenever I think of a UFO, I always think of like the ones in this movie. The typical flying saucer-esque Yeah, that UFO. classic like, disc, disc shape. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I'll Even build though on UFO that, is unidentified flying object. That I agree with that, and I like that. I don't know if it's a spoof or a comedy or what, or where it lies, but I like that he used classic is it iconography from monster movies. And at least paid homage. I like the look and the campiness of the movie quite a bit. It's a funny, it's got a lot of funny moments. That That is the also main thing I have is just kind of the costuming and the design and like the time period feel of that old sci-fi like we were talking about earlier. Uh, I mean, just to have my own thing, just another thing I'll throw on top of it is I like just kind of the, the it's, it's a cute little humor. Like even like the aliens being like evil, like it's just kind of a funny like, eh, eh, kind of, I don't know. It's cheeky. It's a definitely it's got comedic moments like for sure it's a, it's it's like a dark comedy right I think it might just be a comedy it's, I think it's supposed to be a comedy but you never get like straight comedy out of Tim Burton he always has funny moments he is good at having really funny parts of his movies it's but dry. I think this one is supposed to be more of a straight up comedy which is why it feels like different for him I will say my two favorite things rewatching this because I I really haven't seen this movie in years. But which the the joke that kept happening that the Martians said we come in peace as they killed people, that's just funny as shit. And the fact that the the humans are let's give it another chance as everybody's getting killed, it it it's fucking hilarious. I will agree. I forgot how funny it was watching it this time around. Could the translator have have effed up, and we come in peace actually was it said something else right? 
I do have some questions about that. I feel like we should hold on to that one for the next category. What questions, comments? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Isn't this question? We're in favor. Oh, of this late? Oh, sorry. I sorry. Good. Mental, mentally, I've been on questions, comments. <laughs> Got it. All right. Um, I think we hit off. Tom. Our J- all right. Sorry. Uh, favorite aspect, Tom Jones. Love him in the movie. He kills it. As far as cameos go, it's always fun having a celebrity. You never know how they're going to work, but it's fun when they can play along. I would almost say, like, I, I'm sure we've done a Mount Rushmore of best cameos, and of course I forgot about this because I didn't remember, but Tom Jones is really funny in this movie, and I like yeah, that yeah. he runs off away from his... He, he obviously is Girls, fine with making fun of, of himself. Yeah. Ugh. And what an ender, right? With him just with the animals, like yeah, yeah I don't know. Tom Jones. I don't know if oh that that's uh, referring to something, if it's a reference or something, but it's funny. I don't yeah. know what it is. Does this feel like a Tim Burton movie? No, not at all. But I think it's because of the reasons we are where we were talking about before that this is this is a straight comedy where that's not exactly what he does, which is why it doesn't kind of deliver as one either. It is funny a lot of the time, but that's I think it's point. supposed to meant to be funny all the time. Um, I agree with that. I think the thing that makes it feel the least amount like a Tim Burton movie is that it doesn't have his central character that Johnny Depp plays a lot of, you know, that, that confused person that, um, shy meek hero. Yeah, like a shy or meek hero. He's missing that. But anyway, I like it. It just doesn't well, I mean, we, feel like it's We do movie. have that with our main character. He's more of like an aloof, stupid hero, but Rick. He's kind of unorthodox, uh, sorry, unorthodox in the sense that like all the A-list actors like died off. Like all like the 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 main ones you thought would maybe stick around a little longer, they they died off. Spoiler alert, they died off. I, o- I only wish I could remember how this was marketed. I don't at all. Because I, I, it was definitely I didn't see it in theaters. It was a home rent. I'm sure we could find some trailers on this. This is '96. There's trailers. It was almost like everybody who was like a jerk or a dirtbag in the movie. You could tell you didn't have to like <laughs> them. They were gonna get killed. It was fine. But then like uh, Richie or um, or Jim Brown, you, you kind of were fighting for them. That's true. He bit. did the 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 good survived and the bad and ugly died. I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just animosity. Just this isn't right at the beginning, but. Uh, those parents are pretty unconcerned, Jim Brown and his wife, that their kids have been missing for two days. Two days. They're pretty young looking. He was like, I can't talk right now. The manager's looking at me. <laughs> well, not only that, he's just like, oh, they're just sad at that age. You know, they'll come back in a second. And then, yeah, and then he's like, I got to go. Well, to that I, point, they're hanging out on their mom's like bus route. Like, if I was a kid, just get off of Route 56. Maybe take a couple blocks north, play the arcade there. Yeah, there's another arcade in 96 that you can find. It's um, not on your mom's yeah. route. I wrote that down myself. I just can't believe it. I Maybe oh, you don't shit, know your mom's, mom's bus route, oh, shit. but just get off of any bus routed street. Find a side street. Stay away from buses. You know what your mom does. Yeah, that's that was... That was Although silly. they don't go to school much, so maybe they really don't know what their mom is, like where their mom's been. Uh, that's true. I wasn't too smart of a kid, but I still knew where my mom worked, but they're in a bigger city, it looks like, than our small town. Comment, kind of animosity, I guess, for his actions, but if movies have taught me anything, never volunteer for something historic dealing with all of humanity. You're gonna die. Jack Black was like, I'm volunteered for Martian duty? No, I'm not gonna be there for the first meeting of anything. I'm not volunteering for anything. I'll even one-up that. If... If aliens come to humanity and you're in the armed services, and especially if you're an officer, and they're like, do you want to be part of the welcome crew? You should be like, you can court-martial me. You can do whatever you want, but I am not going to meet those aliens. Hold on. Let's say aliens kill us all, right? Do you want to be right there and and experience it all, or do you want to just get zapped and not even know what happened? I want to get zapped in my apartment. I don't want to get zamped at the welcome crew. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that kind of too. <laughs> I want it to be a bit of a surprise. <laughs> Animosity there. They w- the U.S. military would never let people that close to the landing site, right? I mean, that I would, would be not like, think. Yeah, this would no, be a huge thing. I feel like it'd be a much wider perimeter. <laughs> no, they they wouldn't at all. Okay, so, so let's there, talk about I would. If I'm I was a hippie, on. like microdosing on like shrooms or something, I mean, that would be mm-hmm. quite the experience. Barbara. I mean, I think it'd be true that people would definitely try to try to be there, and there's a bunch of dipshits. If, 100%. If, but as we saw from Storm Area 51, I think they're actually pretty good at just clearing areas of desert and making sure people can't get to a spot. You know, I think they'd be fine. Yeah. 
I guess if you're Tom farting, DeLong, granted, that's an insula- granted, that's a military installation that's been there for a really long time, but you know. Um, I have an animosity. Um, you can agree with me or disagree with me. Mm-hmm. It's a double-edged sword because I love that this movie has such a deep ensemble cast. Okay, and I love movies that doesn't necessarily have a strong lead telling from their point of view, but I think that this movie lacks from not one central. I, I know that the I know that Richie is sort of the main character or is supposed to be our sympathetic hero in some way, but he doesn't really add much to the movie, and it just seems like a lot of scenes that I like I mean, and are funny, but it kind of lacks from direction. It's lacking on... You're saying you want a little more from, from him, right? Like, Yeah. Well, also, to your point about the loose kind of storyline, I will say that also caters to cult classics, I feel, a lot of the time when it is a little bit more loose of a, of a story. So I do kind of like some movies like that that I feel like I can just jump into. It's just a conglomerate of scenes. Kind of like Dazed and Confused, right? Like, who who really is carrying that? Is it Mitch? Is it the, is it, uh, the football no, player? I, like, all right, I should, I should re... I should explain more. I'm fine with not a central lead character, but unlike other ensemble pieces, and especially Days and Confuse, you normally have three storylines going on and they intertwine a little bit. This doesn't have much intertwining or many points to everybody's storyline. They just kind of have their own thing, but it's not all moving in one direction. Or am I just being an asshole? Yeah, I think it could have been interesting if they, if they did figure out a way to intertwine their stories, yeah. right? Yeah. Having that said, I love that it's got this many actors just kind of like, you know, having fun with it. It just, I think the movie could have been a little bit more, I would have enjoyed it more, I suppose, if it intertwined the plots a little bit more, the storylines. I see where you're coming from that, coming from with that, and I agree. I love that those Martians wear underwear. I don't know why. It's weird that they're just in their red underwear. they get shirtless. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's, It's dumb. That is odd. It's so dumb. Which brings me up to this. Let, let's talk about how they die. One, I do like it. It is funny just that the radio frequency of that like yodeling is what takes them down. You're, I mean, your guys' thoughts on that? Oh, we're, at the, we're at the very end. I mean, yeah, that is an absurd way to die. But doesn't it seem like they should... Like, animosity, they have like an exposed brain and they're small. Doesn't it seem like they should be easy to kill? When they land at the beginning, they're surrounded by tanks. There's one spaceship and like six guys that get out but they kill everyone and get back onto the ship and we only get one body back from what i can tell from the autopsy later so i'm just saying do they have something i don't know about like the glass breaks when byron punches them and they, um, they shoot a couple don't like in the head don't yeah, they shoot like, one it's everyone just so bad aim they are surrounded by like an army and this they only got one i guess the answer to that is yeah that's a good we point brought, we brought a peace offering to a laser fight yeah. And they caught I mean, us I, off guard a little bit. I guess th- there is like one scene, I think, where someone is shooting the alien. He just kind of looks at, at it as it's like bouncing off the. Uh, I think well, the aliens uh, have bulletproof so, vest. Um, when Jack Nicholson gets stepped on, they do get shot up in there. Yeah, I guess that's true. Still, like, I mean, just, we're kind uh, of well, sitting ducks, no? If we get like an alien encounter, like, are we supposed to not just kind of like be. I mean, we're yeah. I mean, we're gonna bring a peace offering to a laser fight probably if this ever happens in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's what's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. We're gonna die. So here's a question I have about all alien movies and intelligent life in general. I think that we give aliens way too much credit. If 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 uh, edu- if if uh, what do they what do they call it? Extraterrestrials. No, but intelligent. If intelligent life exists on other planets, I hate that everybody thinks that aliens are intelligent. I think they're just more patient. We can get to Mars; just takes like six months. I mean, that's true. They could just be like earlier on in the <laughs> Big Bang and just more so developed. You think it's just more time? I think they're more patient than us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they've got four Elon Musk versus our one, and they're willing to take the time, build the armada, and get them out there. I mean, like Pierce Brosnan said, if they took the time to be to, to have the civilization, they should have been peaceful too. But Jordan, they're just hostile little fuckers. Do you think in our Mars situation, whatever they call it, I don't know the the, the uh, mission name for it, are we mm-hmm. going peaceful or are we going guns blazing? Right. Guns so blazing. we could be on the offensive end. I mean, it's a, it's a game of chess, if you will. Uh, are we coming down, uh, taking lasers to a, a peace treaty? I don't know. Um, all I, I think know we is- should. I don't know if we have to nuke them, but I would I would say bring a laser. 
to okay. bring laser but you don't have to use it this is actually kind of brings this is like a good point uh when they we use our nuke and that almost looney tunes acme thing comes out and just sucks up the nuke <laughs> i do like that, that there is an almost i do like that there's like a cartoonish almost element to these guys i do like up, that they're sucking up a nuke i mean what is that and then they smoke it like a bong yeah <laughs> they, yeah those little bastards no, I agree. I really do like the cartoon. It is it is gimmicky. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed yeah. to be cheeky. It's supposed to be um, campy. It, it really is. Um, but on the counter side of that, how do you think it's aged? There's no way we're not going to talk about it. What do you mean? The Martians themselves, the computer animation. Oh, well, we already... I mean, just not great, obviously. It looks like just 90s because is it, shitty, but... Just because it doesn't take itself, like, too seriously, I don't take that into account as much. Like, if, if we're talking about... Uh, you're like, oh wow, like that part in Jurassic Park, like that's eesh. that's like, true. If if these monsters were in Jurassic Park, you're like, oh, it didn't age well. But that's, yeah, that's like not the tone of the, the movie. The fact that they are cartoonish, like it, and they do kind of pop out, it's kind of part of the fun. The only thing that really is a little like, oh, that's bad, is like the dove seems unnecessary when you could get oh, a practical yeah. shot. There are some things like that that could have been practical shots that you're like, oh well, we're just throwing CG at it. But the aliens and like the UFOs, forgot and about that. Yeah, the effects around those lines because are it's themselves supposed fine. to be kind of cartoony it it ages i think better I yeah agree. anything they actually just try to do that should have been practical is kind of annoying but but it, i, I mean, do question time. this do you think that this is a transition time now obviously um people were going to move to computer man animation anyway but this is uh between this movie for tim burton and then his next one um i'd say uh what, what follows this it's a sleepy hollow it's kind of the end of his practical effects, and I feel like this is a curse that we he, we didn't see coming because he moves away from all the practical effects and just to computer animation. He does come back to him, but I think a lot of it is just cost effectiveness and time. It takes a shit ton of time and money to make the stop motion know, but in it's, any it's, animation. It's sad, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I guess yeah. it's just the way it well, is. Well, I feel, it is like, I feel like that's why we still get some of those. We still get your corpse bride and things like that, but we have to get those cut with live actions that don't take as long. I don't even mean... They can no, make think, more of this and less of this i know but since he was such an auteur and original it's it's sad to see him move to just green screen shit no i get it i agree i mean i this podcast is very pro practical effect if if you can do it not only that obviously he he did enough original characters i mean what the fuck is edward scissorhands what's beetlejuice i don't know probably they're based on something who knows but the last half of his career he's remade classics you know alice in wonderland sweeney todd Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I fact, and what I do hate do in the shadows I'm not or big whatever on that's his, called. Uh, I am I'm not, not big on his remake. Uh, yeah, his remake period here. But I do kind of like what we do in the shadows, even though it's not good. That's a guilty pleasure of mine. That's not or good. Is I, it, like it. I, I said the wrong thing. Is it what we do in the uh, shadows? Dark shadows. Dark, dark shadows. shadows, sorry. He had a Johnny Depp crutch there for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I Maybe still does, yeah. Do you think um, we'll get one more good, weird, classic one from him? Or he pretty much is what he is? Who, Johnny Depp or Tim Burton? Or both. Tim Burton. Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll I think, I yeah, think we're going to get a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I think we still got something out of it. Oh. You know, it's a sneaky one that you you can see it. Plus, Helen Mary Carter's in it, maybe. But uh, Big Fish doesn't seem like his. It doesn't, it doesn't. It kind of, it, it, at times it does. I kind of get that. I like Big Fish. Oh, you know, like the slapstick part when the uh, one of the attack ships is like playing with the uh, Washington Monument and the Boy Scouts mm-hmm. are like running like back and forth? Did they die? Did the Boy Scouts oh, yeah. die? Yeah, they got crushed. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Thought so. Thought so. That's too bad. Uh, da, 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 da. Get the fucking president to a bunker. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, like animosity. The, they are just d- dallying and just the, taking the, the end, time. At the end, it's like fucking Clue when they're running like from room to room. They're just kind of like escorting him around. Like They lose <laughs> the first daughter. The first lady dies, and then it takes two kids to be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Get him yeah, out of here. That's good. Yeah, those two kids are like, get the president out of here, as they're just like <laughs> living it up. Oh, you know what? It, I, I know I might have said it earlier, but I love how um, um, clueless and dumb the Earthlings are, and especially the United States. But even to the point right before Jack Nicholson as the president dies, he's talking to the French president. He's like, no. No, get out of there. Uh, why did not the rest of the world see what happened to us? It's just funny that it took so long. Um, with the president in that whole bunker and the war room scene, mm-hmm. it it has to. It, it feels like an homage to 
um, Dr. Strangelove and why we decided to drop the bomb, um, the Stanley Kubrick movie, especially the general, the nuke em, nuke em all. But I do love that scene. I like a war room scene. And I like the nuke em all. It's a, it's a good war room scene. What was your idea of how the um, Martians invaded? Was it just like kind of by the cities or were they everywhere? I mean, like, were they every everywhere? Well, it's confusing because, like, after they're they're surrounding the Earth almost the entire movie, and then they don't really go on a large scale attack until after the terrifying Martian lady sneaks into the, the le- White House and they get and they they get killed, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Screw it, invade!" Like, there's a couple of days they're just kind of hovering around, and it seems like just fucking with people. Well, why, why I ask is because. Um, Richie, Jack Black, that family, right? That, were they in Nevada? Like by the like the first landing, right? It seems Nevada. like around there, yeah. yeah. I would, yeah. Okay, so that's why I wonder is because then the aliens came back there to like finish finish that little town off. Are they just finishing every little town? Like, where, how? What's the scale of this? Worldwide, yeah, especially because we see them blowing up like the Taj Mahal. And, but that like, took East a while. Island. I do like that little montage. That's fun. The, the, well, they were. Yeah, that would be that was the end invasion. But yeah, they're everywhere. I mean, it's just from the. American but it seems point like view, they hit in Nevada, and then there was at least days to a, a few days between the full scale attack. Yeah, it was for the sure. Seven that... Wonders of the World, and then that small trailer park in Nevada. That's, That's it, though. Of... That's it. It was just those eight places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was for. I mean, they showed the those cows that were on fire somewhere in a rural area. That's the beginning of the movie. So that was just recon work. Yeah, that's just them again. I think fucking around again. Uh, we, we we covered this in our Independence Day episode, and we'll cover it in any Alien episode. Uh, in Chicago, I feel like not as safe. Growing up, when I saw this movie in any Alien movie, we grew up in a small town in Iowa, and I'm like, we're good. We're not. We're gonna make it. We're the, safer than New York or L.A., but we are. We have a target on our back for sure. We do. Have Which a brings on our up back. my question: What do you guys do after the first attack in Nevada when you see the Dove get blasted and everybody die? Well, what do I do in Chicago is I hunker down and hope for the best. Yeah, Jordan Jordan said at the beginning he's going to just get zapped in his uh, in his living room. He'd why, rather be there. Why than worry like, twice? Isn't worry just, uh, you know, it's just worry worrying twice? twice. <laughs> does seem like we should try to get out of town because this is li- right, like right now isolated We're in Nevada. We're not going to make it out. Yeah, we have nowhere in the country really to go is the problem. You're right. We need a getaway house. We need a doomsday home somewhere. We just got to assume we live in a residential enough area of Chicago that they're not going to hit us first. Now, Mark, you say bunker, and that's great, but like, let's be real. We can't afford a bunker, but we might be able to afford a shack on on some land. Ooh. Well, here's the thing. You're not going to call it a Martian bunker, are you? You're going to just call it a doomsday house. You're already weird enough. The moment you say nah, Martian. I'm probably, like, if anything, prepping more for zombies than anything else right now. I'd much and rather go against zombies than Martians. Oh yeah, Martian implies Mars. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They are, and they do say that they are from Mars, under the ground. They believe. Oh yeah, they do some science. Son they just the sent a rover there, but it's all. Did we check underground on Mars? Have we done that yet? We just we sent a know. rover. One just landed today, I believe. Yeah, there's always rovers, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, but think how small of an area rovers cover. Let's get some aerial views. Don't we have drones now? Why are we rovering still? Drone this shit hmm. out of a country. Send twenty rover drones. Rover seems like 1960, right? Yeah, it seems like we should be past rovers. Whatever it needs to do new. to fly, drone it up. Drone the shit out of it. I feel like drone. we're worried about yeah, sandstorms and weather. and those. We need th- what, sure th- if we're going to drone it or whatever, go- let Google Earth take care of it. Send us to Google Mars. They'll figure <laughs> it out. It'll take five years, and we'll have it mapped out. I can see yep. where I'm sitting right now on Google Earth. I can see this seat I'm in. Let them do Scary, it. Scary, isn't it? This drone shit, is, is, it's too much. Sorry, the drone, the uh, the rovers. We got to be past rovers. Yeah, we need to be past rovers. We anti rover podcast here. That's what. That's I. I stand by it. Uh, Cameron Jones, real happy about the landing today from NASA with the <laughs> the Mars lunar rover. Uh, hey, uh, animosity. Where does Byron think he's going after the first planetary attack? When he's like, "I'm still coming tomorrow. I'm coming to Washington. I'm flying. Everything's going to be shut down." The moment we're surrounded by UFOs. Normal commercial flights will be shut down. Yeah. I'd imagine. If I'm a pilot, I don't want to do... I'm getting drunk at home instead of up in the air. Yeah, you got to think everything's going to be grounded, right? That'd be that'd probably be the first move. Yeah, people e- are panicking. Things even though it's for comic relief, 
I do think that everybody's pretty calm about the invasion and the way it went. Yeah, the next day, everyone's like going about their lives. They're Jack very laissez-faire, still... if that's the right phrase about it. Uh, this part in the movie came kind of around the montage of like hitting the Taj Mahal and like Big Ben. Um, it was just kind of like, uh, almost like looked like stock footage of people just running and kind of panicking. <laughs> oh yeah! And then they had Godzilla. It was kind of, <laughs> it, it just switched. It was just Godzilla. <laughs> You're like, oh fuck, that's it's kind of a fun nod. Yeah, I do uh, like some of the the fun. Well, some of it was bad. I, mean, I do like the footage montage. Yeah, it was a little gimmicky, yeah. but or it was it was a good gimmick. I liked the Martians watching our TV programming up in there. I don't know. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, I don't know. It's dumb. I really, I, I got, I'm gonna say it again because it's weird. But the fact that they're in red underwear and naked up on their ship, besides the red underwear, it's funny <laughs> to me. It's so weird. I mean, it's a step you don't see often in these movies. And be comfy with it. Uh, okay, That's animosity. After you watched the first attack in the desert, why would you show up as a regular civilian to Congress to see how that meeting goes down? You saw one go down. Why would you ever show up? They tricked us again. They trolled us again. They said they it was a misunderstanding. They trolled us. They said they came in peace, Cameron. It was a misunderstanding. We come in peace. Don't run. Yuck, 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 yuck. I will say this, though. The most ridiculous... Um, not understanding the gravity of this invasion is that they let that elementary middle school still go on a field trip there the next day. Yeah, that would never happen. That That's also, the most ridiculous thing. Read the rules. School is closed, or at least I'm not going. Plus, if those kids skip as much school as it's implied, they're not going on any field trip. Yeah, but how often do you get to go to the White House? Well, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's like, a normally pay to go. Um. Also, like security, Secret Service just lets Martin Short in with a random prostitute, at, like during this whole thing. Seems like maybe they'd let that shit slide, but not wartime. But we're like, we're in planetary war. We can't. We're on. And she looks. Scary. She's obviously a Martian as well. Hey, I think you're about that to fucking alien. Like a Martian. As a kid, <laughs> as now, that Martian scared me, and I didn't even want to watch it where he gets his finger bit off. And it's I don't think gross. like the press secretary like has that type of like. Power at the way. Like, swing. Do, I mean, yeah. Do, can you just like en- enter the White House at like any given will? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the security scary. protocol. I'd still imagine. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> question. Question. Is Natalie Portman the president now? They sure made I it seem like it. <laughs> Dude, at the end, I'm like, wait. She's think- just the acting president. How far <laughs> down the line of succession do we get until just like if you have kids and they're alive, I guess they can they can do it. I guess they, if you what's like the royalty where it's like a king, like a monarch, like I'd be she, like, actually, just I'd the stand up and like, be like, actually, I think I can. I think I'm in charge. I think I'm in charge of this. Is the speaker going of the on. house is still just, or the vice president is still just out there like, yeah, well, no, it's me, Natalie. Yeah, I'm, I'm alive. It's kind of martial law, I think, at that point. Also, I don't think it's protocol in any ceremony to kiss anybody when she's like, I have to kiss you. Like, you don't have to. I have to. I'm totally good. We've never met. I rewound it three times. Did she ask, do you have a boy? Do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a end? girlfriend? Yeah, she does. Okay, so she's the president. Cool. Glad I settled that. And also, <laughs> last question. How does Byron get to D.C. after being beaten to the ground by aliens? One, I want to know how that turned around. And he's like, ha, popped up. Like, I'm not down. And then just sucker punched a bunch or what? I will say I remember from a kid that he punched a lot more aliens than it turns out he did. I thought he was beating the shit out of aliens, but he didn't really punch that many. Uh, he killed them at least two to three, four, five. I don't know at most, but then it seems like he. I just how he died. Did he, I I need you to. He just he died. He did not make it to the end. It was <laughs> well, not a he, happy ending. That man died. We definitely know he played possum because he got back up off the ground at some point. <laughs> yeah. I believe Tom Jones just flew him there, Cameron. No, he didn't get on the plane. That's why I'm saying, how did Byron all Biggest of a sudden show up move. in D.C. from Nevada? What seems like next day. Well. He called in. What you didn't see was after he talked to Pam Greer's character, his wife, he called into the airline. He's like, hey, I'm going to need to push my flight today. And like, that makes sense. Honestly, it's a hectic time. Huge, huge plot hole there. That's crazy. I, I didn't even, I just didn't question it, you know, because like everything seems very organized. They're picking up bodies. So maybe this is like a week later. And Byron <laughs> did just walk on foot across the country in a week. And Here's a, a question. It rivals the ending of Homeward Bound when Shadow. You don't know how Shadow gets out of the fucking little hole there, but he comes up. It's, it's you cry. Well, you didn't see though. A Shadow did some 
unmentionable things to survive. It's not all on film. He did some <laughs> dirty not. murder things. Um, society goes back to normal, or we're always in fear of aliens after this, or do we? Oh, we send that. We send that record to Mars. We annihilate them. I know, but it's going to take um, us six months. You definitely start taking your shoes off at the airport. Belts, metals, metal items. We're doing that now. <laughs> That's true. We we would change a little bit. Uh, let's move on to recasting. All right, guys, welcome to the longest list of recasting we have available. Whether we do it or not, stay tuned. This one was tricky because it's so many A-listers, even though they might even only have two seconds of screen time. We did most of them. Let's start with our celebrity cameo, oh, Tom, Tom Jones. Who's your celebrity cameo? Oh, you cameo? guys are Tom Jones? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. You're just gonna, it has to be a singer, though, right? Right. I've got a singer. I went against Vegas, but I want to see this person. I don't know if you can, we're just, mm-hmm. you just cast a cameo. For this one specifically, I did because I want to see how Rod Stewart plays it. A oh, lot. that that'd be interesting and swarthy. Okay. I I could see that. I did someone who I'm not exactly sure, but I tried to pick people who had a residency in Vegas. Wasn't in sync there for a second, or was it the Backstreet Boys? Because I just said <laughs> let's put Joey Fatone in that camera. I think it was Backstreet Boys because uh, well, sync has a. What know, if it was megastar. all of them? Well, I'm keeping just Joey Fatone because I think he's he is he because you know why he does a lot of cameos where he's playful. He's like, I get it, I'm Joey Fatone, so he'd lean yeah. into it like that. He's accepted. I it. think Howie could kill that character. Howie, <laughs> man, what a what a bad boy. Howie from Backstreet Boys, he's so bad. <laughs> uh, Mark, you, Mark, you didn't have this I, one. I didn't. No, I didn't even think to recast Tom Jones. Uh, right. Vegas. If I went Vegas, um, Celine residency, Dion. Celine Dion, because she's crazy with a K. She's a bad <laughs> yeah, shit crazy. Yeah, that'd be interesting too. Uh, who'd you have as Byron? Um, so Byron is the Jim Brown character that ex- mm-hmm. played by Jim Brown, the ex-boxer. I think mm-hmm. we probably all went along the lines of we wanted an ex-athlete. None of us are going to do LJ because, you know, he's a bad guy. But I did do Carl Weathers, who played Apollo Creed. He played football in college, okay. had a little stint in the NFL. I did Carl Weathers. That works for me. I did uh, Vin Rames. We've done it before on the podcast. Well, I'm not sure if we've done I've done him a lot for recasting. Is he in um, Con Air? Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he's in Con Air. Oh, we have done him. He was in Con Air. Uh, I mean, my favorite from him is maybe Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I didn't have this one either, so we can move along. Okay. Uh, The Scientist. Who did you have in place of Pierce Brosnan? I'll keep this simple. I did Daniel Craig just because... I was going to pick an X-Bond. Okay. okay. Uh, Mark, who'd you, do you, who'd you have? I did uh, Michael McKean. Think you're, um, from uh, Clue, Almighty right? Wins. Think you're uh, best. Oh, okay, okay. I love that. Okay. <laughs> That's actually fun. fun. Like, That's just, actually really with the fun. The pipe was kind of cheeky. Like, I could, Michael McKean yeah. could be great. In that. And especially him playing someone super confident that's always wrong. He would have really funny facial reactions which yeah. go along with that. He's maybe a little less charming, a little less uh, to look at, but... Okay. I have two. <laughs> he would be quite away. a bit more funny though than Piers Brosnan. Just getting it wrong the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Love to see yes. him with a pipe too. Would love yes. to see him fiddle around with a pipe. <laughs> okay, I have two for you, and here's why. Number one, I think if this was our specialist, he'd probably be an American scientist. But to keep That's it true. British, I've put someone who's like a charming guy who can sometimes be witty. Maybe Clive Owen. I don't know. Uh, he can. He plays okay. kind of that suave vibe sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you, the, you, Clive Owen also was rumored for years to be the next Bond and just never was. Mm, that could have been cool. Uh, number two for my American version, and I try this a lot, but John Hamm, good looking, kind of funny, and he's supposed to be trying to be serious. So him just uh, uh, him doing the same kind of Michael McKean of like, Here, these are the facts, but I'm wrong all the time could be hilarious. Here's why he- John Hamm would work for this role. Because when he plays comedic roles, he plays the goof who doesn't, understand the gravity of everything mm-hmm. so to watch him flirt like this character does in those moments and just not get the severity would work i think ah, out of all the times you've said john ham this one might actually work i got one john ham is maybe uh it's not the best john ham but it's a great john ham it's karate, a good john karate, ham. Karate. <laughs> yeah that's yeah yeah uh, who's karate. next cammy uh who'd you have as taffy uh the pre- the first First daughter. Gotcha. I um, chalk. I did a chalk Drew Barrymore. Okay. I went Child uninspired chalk. I did um, Natalie Portman. Sorry, not Natalie Portman. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I honestly, I almost did that. Uh, Kirsten Dunst? 
Millie, no, I did sorry. Millie Bobby Brown. I kept it a little more current. Oh, I did think about that to to update it. I did um, Kira Knightley. Okay, it looks okay. like they. I mean, American also accent. they played a lookalike in Star Wars: Phantom Menace. So you they know, did. Works. I like. I did think about the Billy Millie Bobby Brown, um, the Stranger Things girl. I think that would be a good modern day one. Thank you. Go to General Decker. That's Actually, kind of you the, have that. Who'd you have? The, really? I'm, I just um, missed that one. I've seen now. I think a crazy kind of kooky. Night at the museum, obviously younger, but a Mickey Rooney there. Be <laughs> hilarious. Like with the nukes. He's too he's small the, to be taken seriously, but I get I get that. I get that's that 100%. The perfect, that's why it's a perfect role for him. Like that's <laughs> it's just it's perfect. Dang it. Uh, I wish I would have said mine first because that that one's better. What do you <laughs> got? So goddamn small. Um I did uh I did Thomas F. Wilson. You know him better as Biff Tanner from Back to the Future. Okay, he's actually pretty Biff. funny. Okay. But it's not as good as Mickey Rooney. Uh, I didn't have anyone for that one. Uh, (laughs) Who do you have as the Michael J. Fox uh, reporter? I have a specific one for this. I found this one really hard to cast. I I landed on someone perfect I'm pretty proud of. I'll go last if you want. His voice is so iconic. I mean, it's tough to... to Mine is not perfect for the role, but it is perfect for the action sequence. Mm -hmm. When he jumps off of the following news truck... To go, I don't know, save Sarah Jessica Parker? That is Ben Stiller in a nutshell. That's what he does. He loves jumping over things and running, and that's why I recast him. That could work there. I did... uh, Mark, who do you have? Uh, He's he's too young at this time, but uh, like a a little bit older... um, uh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick? Oh, married in real life, if I'm not mistaken, right? To Sarah Jessica Parker. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did not know. So that'd that. be funny to play off each other. He'd be good in that role because he's uh, not know that. you know annoying. I got someone you actually might like to see. Uh, Paul Rudd, uh, him just playing vapid and into himself could actually kind of work. And he's also small. That might be fine too. Yeah, let's just move on to Natalie then and do this hair Jessica Parker role. There's a time and a place for every actor and actress. This uh, one's per- I everything. A, I have a perfect one. Just go. I have first, Anna but... Ferris. Oh, that could work. Yeah, Ditsy, aloof. Um, I'm taking also just like a staple kind of character. I'm doing Reese Witherspoon because of Legally Blonde. Someone who's just vapid and into herself too. I thought about that, yeah. But also kind of stupid. I want Parker Posey. Ooh. Ooh. I have Parker Posey somewhere. I have her somewhere else. This is her role. Yeah, her there is like... And she could do the. I know what you're thinking, Cameron. Like she could do that one equally as well. So I, I, I had her down for somewhere else. I like, I like her a lot because I like though. utilizing her. Should we? Since we just all said she wanted to go on to which one that is. Is that Barbara? Yeah, that that, that was my Barbara. Just as the desert kind of yeah. kooky totally, one who's with oh, Jack man. Nicholson. I almost like that one a little better. Especially when she's Damn. like up at the front of the stage talking yeah. about the visitors coming to everyone. She's like, and I think it's just going to be peaceful, right? It's like kind of like a Parker Posey. She'd be really good there as well. Mine's stupid now. I like Parker Posey much more than mine. I'm going for Spaced Out Winona Ryder. Okay. But it's not as good. It's not as funny. I like yours better. I, I have another that from that the... Christopher Guest camp, uh, Catherine O'Hara. Ooh, that's Ooh, good. Ooh, that's a good one. I actually like oh, Catherine O'Hara I'm going to throw this one in something then. she would do. I replaced mine. I like both of yours, brother. I think I still like Parker Posey the best. But what about um, Stifler's mom? I can't think of the actress's name right now. Uh, but yeah, that yeah. could work too. Okay, I love Parker Posey. Man, she's perfect. I like some of the other ones a little better, but that works. Do you guys have Jack Black's character, Billy Glenn? Yes. Uh yes, I do. That is a perfect Danny McBride. Whatever you say, Thomas. <laughs> it's Billy Glenn. I like how it's like nowhere near his name. Like, <laughs> I like Danny McBride. Uh, fun fact: Thomas is Jack Black's real name. Is it? First I name. I know that. You're fucking kidding me. Thomas Jack Black? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what his name is, but that's his stage name. Uh, so, again, that's better than mine, but I'm going to say it anyway. Young Owen Wilson before he popped. Playing too, he's something. too chill of a guy to be the army, the army okay. brother. Okay. Okay. I am glad that nobody said Rob Riggles because it's too on the nose and we've, I've done, we've, done we've done played it, a lot it enough. Who did you have as the Martin Short press secretary character? I have a perfect one. This is the only one I felt good about. It's the perfect role for her. I know she's disgraced and she's going through stuff, but this is Ellen DeGeneres' role written all over it. Oh. She's the right amount of smug, funny, arrogant. She, it would have been perfect for her. I kept it with someone else who has a little smug. I don't I, mind that. I kept it with another short comedian when David Spade. 
I like that. That actually is really good too. He was my second choice. I put Mike uh, Michael Myers. Ooh, I like that I too. Could, I like all of them. Just when he's kind of sneaking in, sneaking in the. <laughs> like I could see him just being absolutely like my all all those feel pretty good. Now I don't feel like mine was as good. This is a throwaway. Before we get to some big ones, let's do the mm-hmm. rude gambler. I just want Danny DeVito now. Okay, Frank for like always. Sunny. I want it to be Dirty Girls. Frank, Danny DeVito now. <laughs> um, okay. okay, I guess I'll throw Joey Diaz in there. Oh, that might be too. On I did the nose. Joe Pesci, <laughs> okay. some sort of loud, just gambler like. I like Pesci. I wanted to get that one at least out before we did some of the bigger ones. Uh, Did anyone have the grandma? Oh, man. I did Ellen Albertini Dow. She's the old lady from The Wedding Singer. So I thought of that, but I didn't want to look up her name, so I did Betty White. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's do do Ricky or Richie, whatever we want to call him. Cameron, this one's for you. I'm doing a throwaway Mitch from Days and Confused. Wiley Wiggins. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible casting. Do you want me to say it or do you want to say it? the same. Plays exactly the same. You've never had a more perfect role for your guy. I'll, I'll let you have it if you what, want. You mean Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Because that's who I yeah. had in there because I couldn't think he's of anything a, he's great. My re- he's actually my real pick. Honestly, do you who might be good there? That's where Owen Wilson should fit in, especially like a younger Owen Wilson. Long hair, just kind of hippie and not all there. That works great. Yeah, it could. But we all agree, and this is actually, out of all the times we've said it, this is perfect, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Young. Yeah, 100%. Perfect. Long hair, short hair, whatever you want. Uh, first lady. Um, Jessica Lang. I like Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang. American Horror, Horror Story. Story most oh yes, now. that's a great one. I went Meryl Streep. It's kind I like Meryl Streep too. I like cameras better. It's a little more creative. I ours thought about Meryl. I immediately went to yeah, Meryl Streep. And I tried, to, sure, I tried right? to get. Yeah, I tried to get something else. I like, I like the that. Jessica Lang one. She'd fit in this yeah, too. That's good. Cameron. A little more funny. I don't like Damn. my president though. But I, here's how I will kind of describe it. Here's someone who is like very president. He's like a main A-lister, and it's, it'd be weird to see him. George Clooney. It's it's my equivalent of Jack Nicholson as the president would be George Clooney as the president. He he's also can be funny, but he's not necessarily that's your, comical. That's your your pick, right? That's your yeah. Cast. I don't want to. I want to say this with the caveat that George Clooney is going to have to play Art. I want. I want my president and Art to be the same person. I like that. I did recast that differently. What you okay, did them separately, okay, Cameron? Yeah. Just wait for that then. Okay. Okay. George, oh, do your president with the caveat it, that they're the same person. It's both of them. Right. It's both of them. Yes. And I know it's going to change it. And this isn't the most inspired one, but I just want Christopher Walken. Okay. Okay. He could do the he could do the uh the uh the casino whatever casino his version of it owner. it wasn't the best but that's what I did. I did I did a Gary Busey. He could do at that time <laughs> it could be a wild card. He could do the president and he could also do definitely that casino owner. Like could I could see guy. the casino owner. What about Nicolas Cage? That could kind of work. Like Nicolas Cage now could work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more, of, I'm more than anything I want to see him as the salesman. Yeah, yeah. The salesman, yeah. I did uh Michael Keaton. It's cuz he's essentially doing a Beetlejuice character Ooh, right there. I like that, yeah. And I do have, I do know that this is a trickle down. He was originally up for that role but couldn't end up doing it. So that's maybe kind of why it is I like that better than George Clooney. I like th- I like that ten times better than. That's way better. Part than of the fun of it, both Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton were signed on for a period of time, and both were excited to play off each other again as they had in Batman. But uh, Michael Keaton had to bow out. And you should have just gone did, with that from the jump. That's that's the yeah. It would have passed. It would have been perfect. But I actually think Michael Keaton could work as my president too. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's what I mean. That, yeah, you could play straight. Just, you should have picked him from the start. I like that. Yeah, really, than George. Clooney. Yeah, I really should have. I split it up. Yeah, George, George Clooney's not fun for this movie. If anything, George Clooney would be your scientist, uh, your Pierce. Yes, boss. He would, I like. Yeah, okay. He almost was. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Top four. Mount Rushmore, top four. Our top four category of anything related to the movie this week, we're doing our top four of a huge, big ensemble A-list cast, such as this one. I'll, 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 get, I'll break the ice here. I'll pop things off with something we've pop done off. before, Armageddon. Ooh, I didn't even think of that Ooh. one. Mm. Nice. Some of those people maybe didn't necessarily pop until later, like Owen Wilson that we didn't exactly know, but you know, it, it has a pretty big cast. That's a great Jefferson spot. Love that. 
Who do you guys Man, got? That is a good one. Nancy and I should friends. say, I think what separates this list, it's not two stars. It has to have at least three and should go deeper. I'd say, I'd say at least four almost. Oh, I was about to say, I cut a lot started. of movies. Yeah, I cut yeah. a lot of movies that didn't seem like they had enough for me. Okay, I'll, I'll hit up my four. It's a recent one, but I stand by it, and I think it's going to age well. Knives Out came out a few years ago, a couple Ooh, years wow. ago. I was wondering whether or not to put that on my list. Wow. I did, because I really like that movie. I'll say that's fine. But once we start, and I don't mean to take any, I don't want to spoil anybody's picks, but like, once we start getting Avengers, like Guardians of the Galaxy. I like, put that as an honorable mention just because those yeah, were kind of catered okay. and built right. to be sorry, that. Sorry, we'll I, get there. Uh, I didn't mean to spoil I put, anything. But. I didn't know if we were going to bring it up, but I put uh, superhero movies as its own separate thing, especially because of Avengers. Yeah, I, I, I have a caveat that that's just kind of an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, All right, cool. Uh, this is an easy one, but Ocean's Eleven. Ooh, nice. I do have that, but later on my list. So I, I love, I love that be, call. It's, it's an easy four for me. I have that um, pretty high. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, I love it. It might be the most stars. To, I mean, your top three I had to, yeah. are about as tops as it could be at the time. But if you even go all the way down to your six in that movie, you have everybody in that movie stars in their own movies at one point okay so for my number three i did a tarantino movie and i didn't pick necessarily my favorite Mm. one but i went pulp fiction one because it is like a respected major classic one but it does also have like bruce wilson like some other like travolta and some other big big players in there i I agree with it i definitely thought about it but i mean i I could have done like jango on chain to get jamie fox leo and like a bunch of cameos in that one like that honestly might be the biggest ensemble cast he has um. Yeah, I thought of I thought of a lot of his, but left it off of mine because I was making my personal list. Although I love Pulp Fiction, I agree with it. It's deep, and it resurrected some of those stars. Obviously. But you could have used a couple different Tarantinos. That's just the one I chose. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three. It's kind of an overlooked one, but maybe one of my most romantic favorite romantic comedies of all time. Crazy Stupid Love. It's mm. Deep. It's great. I, I I really should have put that on my list. That's a good call. You got call. Steve Carell. You got that's a great uh, one. M- Love that. M- I actually M- really Stone. actually enjoy that movie. It's that might be my too. favorite Ryan Gosling role. He is so likable in that movie, and he says such things. A char- that's his most charming role of all time. It, it really is. Maybe remember the Titans, but that's number. Uh, that's the up. only way to fight fire is with fire. I also have a role, uh, rom-com that I like, and it's Love Actually. For some reason, okay. I thought you were about to say Definitely. backdraft with some Baldwins, and I'm like, are you about to throw a backdraft in my face? <laughs> no. Here's what. I like backdraft. I, backdraft, I almost put in my honorable mention. This is We'll get to Marks in a second. You're forgetting Robert De Niro's in that movie, asshole. That's the three <laughs> stars. <laughs> I mean, they were stars at the time. Hey, man, I was excited for it, but I'm glad, you know, sorry, uh, to, sorry Mark, to walk over I that. I agree. Though. Love Actually is a great one. I, I didn't. Uh, I really thought about putting it on, but I just didn't quite do it. Uh, I did because that's my number two. Just to get that out of the way, I put Love Actually as my nice. number two. Okay, obviously I love, love that. it for similar reasons. Damn, I put it on an honorable mention. It was so close to being in though. That's why my crazy stupid love took its place. It was one or the other. I picked that. I, sh- though I guess the reason I didn't is because it's become just a perennial watch. Yeah, I get it. And it's it's as much of a Christmas movie. But I agree with that one. That that one's a great one. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is Ocean's Eleven. We've okay. already talked about it, but it's loaded. Makes sense. Can't can't go wrong. <laughs> an obvious number two for me is is Valentine's Day. Valentine's okay, Day has an incredible cast. It's maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I've actually seen it, so I can. <laughs> I was about to say I've never opinion. seen it, so I have uh, nothing to say. I just no. It, I, it's I got knew, Ashton Kutcher, I, Queen Latifah, Taylor Lautner, Topher Grace, Jennifer Garner, Jimmy Fox. When I saw a preview for this movie, I said, "Oh, it seems like they want to be Love Actually," and I just never yes. saw it because of that. It was a shit Love Actually. They tried to the Gary Marshall movie, which work. I do like Gary Marshall, but uh, Megan's like, "Are you gonna Are you gonna put it on there?" I go, "I cannot," but uh, <laughs> it is in the notes for honorable mention. Um, well, hold on. So it's about I don't want to get trashed as it my gets. pick. It's just we're, no. We're doing top right. star-studded cast. I mean, that's it. Deserves to be on this list. It should be on a list. If you made a list, it would be on there. We are. I, I'm just actually. I'm going to throw away what my number one was. It was Ocean's Eleven. But just to throw out something else out there that didn't make my list, Pearl Harbor. It's okay. not wrong either. That has a bunch of people. It's a star-studded A-list cast. I have Armageddon and Pearl Harbor. How's that for a list? <laughs> That's a good I mean, For the record, for the record, Ocean's Eleven be true, was my... Be, be true to yourself. For the record, Ocean's Eleven was my number one. It's just it's been said, so I replaced yeah. it with um, another mention. 
Okay, my number one, it was a simple, it was the first one that came to my head. Mm-hmm. Actually, Ocean's Eleven was. But uh, I'm going Departed. It's a star-studded as Ooh, a nice. gift. Everybody's an A-lister, pretty much except the female character. I mean, Martin Sheen's a side role, and he used to be sort of an A-lister. You got Leo. You got Matt Damon. You got Jack That was definitely honorable mention. Looking at my list, I definitely put popcorn movies that are like MTV Movie Award category movies on my list instead of doing necessarily good movies. So I don't think you can talk about top like star-studded casts, all-star casts, without talking about Movie 43. Okay, I was, I was I, gonna bring that up. Jordan, that's the that most star-studded say. movie of. Uh, go through the cast list. I've it's never Dennis seen Quaid. it. I hit. It was so weird. It's Greg a meta Kinnear. movie about making a movie where common and has anybody seen it? Yeah. Is it good? Now let me watch. No, it the has movie? a four percent on tomato meter. It's <laughs> no, horrible. <laughs> something, something we missed out in there is getting some of the like Hail Caesar getting. Um, I'm spacing oh. on the 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 brothers. Um. The Coen Brothers Coen movies? Coen Brothers yeah. movies, those kind of lean towards that. I was also going to maybe put on uh, Grand Budapest Hotel to get... Um, Twister is honestly pretty big. Cloud Atlas had a huge cast, but is kind of forgettable. Uh, I've never seen that one. Twister's a good one. Um, I thought about some Wes Anderson movies, to your point, Cameron. I think Royal Tenenbaums was the one I would pick. Mm, yeah, that's probably a little better. Uh, Not my favorite one. Um, I had a before they were famous. Days and Confused would be huge, but mm. before they were famous, uh, Crash uh, that had a pretty big start. Oh, Crash! Yeah, that's a good the one. Gets. I kind of did Saving Private Saving Ryan, Private, but I didn't yeah. think it was star stuff. I think that made uh, a few people a little more noticeable, also. So I didn't want to say what that. What do you think about this? I I almost put it on my list, but Goodfellas. Oh is yeah, it or is it? yeah. Goodfellas yeah, is like uh, even, fuck Lost Boys. Yeah, oh, that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, actually, that kind of works too. Goodfellas uh, is like know, Lost Boys. I don't know how many times I have to say Monuments Ben for Jordan, but that's it's, it's pretty a lister. Interview with a vampire. It's on my notes for uh, dishonorable mention. Men who stare at goats. George Clooney. Ooh, that had a vampires. pretty big cast. That's another Cohen. Another Cohen. Any Cohen brother, so, I guess. So then we start getting into like the X Men's and the superhero crossovers. Like the, yeah. So I, we, I'm saying we put those in a different category. Yes, agreed. I think Avengers is its whole thing. I almost thought about Dark Knight, but it's it's a superhero movie. Yeah. It's, it's just an A-list. Superhero movies became A-list. There are a million movies like this, so make sure if we miss something you love, write in on the movie poster on social media at Cold Classics Pod. You can write in at Cold Classics Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, as always, if you like what you heard. If you like what you hear and you listen every week. Uh-oh, someone read a... Be a gem. Be a gem, write us a review. Uh, okay. Well, that's my that's my two bits. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check it next week.